You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, this is Anne-Marie and welcome to another show, Your Money Story. Is it helping or hindering your business's growth? Now, whether you realize it or not, every single one of us has a money story. And depending on what your money story is, it can either help you in growing a successful business or it can hinder you. Now, are you struggling to increase the level of income you're making in your business? Despite everything that you try to do, you just can't break through that income barrier. Or maybe keeping and saving money is something you struggle with. As soon as you earn it, something happens and you're forced to empty your bank account. Whatever the situation with money that you're struggling with, it may just be your money story that's the cause. And today, my very special guest is Patricia Misakian, and she's going to share what your money story is, how your money story can keep you stuck from building the business of your dreams, the five money types, and how they can affect money showing up in your life and business or not, and much more. So let's welcome Patricia to the show. So welcome to the show, Patricia. Thank you, Anna-Marie. I'm glad to be here. It's an exciting topic we're talking about today because one of the things that I always share with my Twitter community, my Facebook and social network, is that you can have the best systems, the best processes in place as an ambitious entrepreneur, but if you don't have the right money mindset and beliefs around money, then doesn't matter, you can have the best processes in place, you're still going to struggle with building a successful business. And I know that that's something that you support clients in. So you talk about the inner money breakthrough. What is the inner money breakthrough? Inner money breakthrough is like going inside and and finding out what is that that is inside. And Mm -hmm. and usually inside everybody is, it's a money story that we all grow up with, whatever the money story is. Most of us, we run our life from the point of view of our parents and caregivers' money story. So you're talking about a money story, and I can see that that can be very influential in um, how money shows up in our life or how it doesn't show up in our in our business and in our life. And so, so I guess what you're saying then that's the money story that impacts our beliefs and the actions that that we take. Um, and because let me share with you, when you talk about money story. I can think back to my parents and how I was brought up. They always told me, be very careful with your money, Anne-Marie. Save it because you never know when something might happen that uh, you find yourself, you know, needing to to dip into um, your pool of of money. Is that sort of the thing that you're talking about when you refer to money story? Exactly that. That is their story, you know, for whatever reason, whatever happened to their lives, that's a lesson they learned. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of a lot of my clients, their parents, either they came from another country because they had to leave the country for many different situations. But there was a time that money was very, very, very tight and you had to save every little bit. And and, and it always comes from a place of love. You know, they, they, they wanted to teach us that. And mm-hmm. I actually very similar story myself. You know, they wanted to teach us that um, 
you know, how important it is to save and how important it is to uh, plan ahead and plan for the future. However, at the same time, we also get their fear and, and their fear is going to unconscious once we grow up and we go out in the world and we're going to get our jobs and, you know, do our business. Their fear is imprinted that and it kind of creates the mindset that block us from making more money. Mm. You know, when you were talking about that, I, it, I recall my childhood where my parents were very, very frugal. And, and just to, to share their story, and I'm, I'd love to hear a bit more about your story. And I know the topic of money is one that is often taboo. But you know what I think through sharing our own personal story, and I'll, I'm happy to share mine, um, people can learn. And, and I think the awareness is the first key, is, is being aware of the situation so that you can recognize your own story and think, hmm, how is that impacting my business? But anyway, my parents came from from Holland many many years ago and they married in uh, when the Second World War uh, was there and so they were very very um, careful with their money because money was very scarce in fact food was very scarce anyway after they got married they had three my brothers my three older brothers they then immigrated to New Zealand so again everything um, started from scratch so that whole money story was being very very frugal but you know then I came along and I was so tired of secondhand clothing, um, hand-me-down, which was fine. But I, as a young child, I wanted my own new dress. So when I started earning my own money, I tell you what, I was out there buying new dresses, handbags, shoes, everything, because that money story that I grew up with, I, I, I think I rebel, rebelled, retaliated. Can that also happen in, when, when you're thinking about a money story that we can sometimes do the opposite because, yeah, something in us just sort of thinks, you know what, I'm not going to do that. Absolutely, absolutely. Usually, if, if the parents are really tied uh, with money for whatever reason, their kids, I can bet 100%, either they're going to be just like their parents and have the fear and have the, or they're going to be like the, the opposite. Which mm. They will just spend more, even more than they make <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> You're just like, you know, it's like completely opposite. It's interesting. Like sometimes in the parents looking at that, you know, must be interesting, like that completely different emotion that uh, takes you to spend the money is exactly the opposite. You know, it's, it is a reflection, mm-hmm. you know, it's still a reflection of their money story. You still being a reflection, but it's like a, like almost a, a rebellion, like mm. a, against it right (laughs) the young girl inside me that just longed for her own dress for many many years (laughs) I still love that I still remember I got these boots and I hated them and my mother you know made me wear them and I still remember there as a child sort of all forlorn in the playground thinking I hate these boots but anyway what it's it's incredible when you look back but it's it's a learning journey I think and and it's really important to recognize you know how is my money story and the behaviors that I'm exhibiting in my business uh, or not exhibiting, you know, some key aspects and, and, and so forth with managing of money, how's that impacting? So what do you see then in people's businesses if they continue to live the story and repeat the story in their own lives and, and in their business, how can that impact negatively? Do you have a couple of examples? Yes, for example, a person that, you know, for example, like your parents, they basically, their goal was hold to money, right? Mm-hmm. Like some, there was a, a fear of letting go of the money. There was a, uh, a fear, a, a, you know, a lack of trust that if you let go and if you, you know, the money will come back, mm-hmm. right? So there is that. 
So as entrepreneurs, which you know most of us are, if you have that pattern going on, that will reflect in your business and in other aspects of your life. Uh, especially, you know, I, I, I see, you know, I see many, many times in my clients that sometimes that actually blocks them from uh, having the support they need so they can make more money, you know. A person ah, that- yes. So someone who's not, um, you know, who's very fearful about where the next dollar will come or the next contract to be signed may then not invest as part of that money into getting support, which means they're t- they are spending too much time doing a lot of admin type activities that really they should be investing in support team. Is, is that what you're, t- you're talking about? Exactly that. Yes. For example, uh, a healer that spends three days, three days out of her day, like trying to figure out how they, she's going to make her marketing plan, how she's going to write her newsletter. It would be a lot more cost effective for her to just hire someone that would, you know, hire a writer, for example, that would get that newsletter in two hours done. Then she's spending three, three days of her mm. time taking care of that. Yeah. But, you know, that is also the fear that that person could think, well, if I'm going to hire, how the money is going to come for me to pay that writer? And again, it's because she has that money story running behind her head that she can't spend money. She has to save money. Money needs to flow. And, you know, by doing so, you're not letting the money flow. You know, as you were talking, I reminded me of an example of one of my colleagues. And because you're talking here in the example about how, you know, depending on our money story, if we're very cautious because we're fearful of spending, because we never know when the next contract, we're not investing in in team to support us. Another aspect of that too is where you might be off brand. I'm, I'm all about branding and really, you know, sending out that, that corporate image about your business. But I recall a, a colleague of mine who was all in, who was developing software to enhance efficiency, to support clients and really getting out there and being leading edge. So she was all about leading edge with this, you know, customized software to help their businesses run more profitably. However, when I can see that she was very much one of those people that um, tended not to, to invest, but she had a very old mobile telephone. I'm talking years and years. I mean, it still worked. It was still working. But when I looked at it, I thought, well, here on one hand, you're saying that you're innovative. You've got this, you know, cutting edge technology to help businesses be at the forefront, yet you're still carrying around this old piece of technology. And so to me, it was a bit of a disconnect. So sometimes by making choices or not making the right choices with with our money and how we invest it, we can actually be off brand as well. Is that something that that you've seen as well with your clients? Absolutely. And and that that can can backfire for her. It's someone that she can should like to hire her or her services, mm. they phone and they'll be like, uh, <laughs> cutting edge, innovative. And there's this, you know, size of a brick of this mobile phone that doesn't really scream innovation, does it? Just the Absolutely, opposite. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, okay. So we've recognized that with our money stories, they can, um, they can hold us back. So what are some of the things then that you can do? And I know you talk about money types. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about what money types are so, so that we can share with our listeners some ideas about money types that they can recognize in themselves. Sure, absolutely. Basically, there is five major emotions. Mm-hmm. 
you know, the most often it's hidden, like behind every choice we make. You know, uh, this woman that has this antique cell phone, <laughs> there is a hidden emotion be- behind her choice, mm-hmm. whatever that is. So, so basically, those those five emotions, uh, I identify them as like five money types. Mm-hmm. Here are the money types. The, that is, uh, the first one is the, the love, money type of love. The person has a deep desire for love. And the way they will fill up the desire is by buying things. So mm. that, that it has that, that, the tendency of uh, spending money to fill up uh, empty space that they feel inside of them. The person that has the, the, the security money type is uh, the person like like our parents that we are talking about. Okay, I can see that they they wanted to feel secure with their money, so they never they saved but never really spent. Exactly, they wanted to feel secure with the money. That that exactly it. So it, it create you know I, I think for for a person from security the. The, the biggest breakthrough would be if they would trust, if they would trust that the money will come and then they would, they would be more relaxed <laughs> because <laughs> that same, that same uh, mindset that creates them, oh, I can't spend the money, I have to save money, it's almost like imprisonment that they just, they just need to collect, accumulate the money mm-hmm. and can't bring themselves to, to spend it. Um, and it's interesting that, you know, my story is different, opposite than yours. Like, you became like what I'm going to talk about now, the status card, which you, 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 you like, you know, buying things and spending things. And, yes. So it's like, you know, one of the things that characteristics of the status card is you make $1, spend $2. <laughs> <laughs> Or I have to have the latest Mac, Apple Mac. I'm an Apple enthusiast, and I. Uh, but but thankfully, now that I know what my money type is, I'm I'm a lot more careful and and have strategies in place, which I know that you support people in, in achieving. So so status. So that is the opposite of security. Then exactly is the opposite of security. Like again, you 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 kind of rebelled against <laughs> the, the the first system. Yeah. So what's the fourth money type? So we've got love, money type of love, the money type of security, the money type of status. And you said there were, f- there were five actually. So what are the other two? So that is the recognition one. And the recognition, it's interesting. It's, it's all about, um, like the, the name saying, you want it to be recognized. You know, you want people to, you want it to feel recognition by, by, by what you do. But what, what happened with this card is that the recognition one is a, is a kind of person that will do like very high risk investments. Mm-hmm. And so like the, 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 the bad side of it is that by doing so, you end up getting on that and, and you know, and it's very, uh, it's like a snowball. You know, by recognizing that, that you do that, you know, there is a ways to change, you know, the mindset. So mm-hmm. you, experiencing different uh, different results in your choices. And what's the last money type? And the last money type is the value card. Mm-hmm. That card, it's, 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 it's all about feeling validation. It's, it's a person that, that needs to feel validated. A person with this characteristic is like they work so hard and they feel that nobody gives them the value they deserve. Mm-hmm. It's more like a feeling because every you know people do give them the value, but they just they just have their mindset that they are not they are not worthy. That so they keep overworking. Usually, a person from the value card they would be with someone that spends a lot of money, and then mm-hmm. they end up 
taking all the all that person's debt. You know, right. something like they use the money and that they end up giving all the money away in a way. It's interesting that you mentioned that. Um, you know, each of these money types has, from from what you're explaining, different characteristics and different behaviours that they follow. And so, if, if I'm correct, then that the money stories that we grew up with, and if you if you use me as an example, because I grew up with the money story of security, and I and I rebelled because I had this emotion where I would just wanted this new dress, and I, I can I can still recall the situation that happened. My parents were married for 40 years, and there was a huge celebration. People were coming from all over the world. And, you know, I wanted to um, have a new dress. And my mother said, you don't need a new dress. You've got lots of dresses in your cupboard. And I said, yes, but they're all secondhand. And, I, you know, people have seen them before and I just want to have the special dress. And um, and so that really w- w- was what prompted. And thankfully, my sister-in-law stepped in and she said, well, why not give her $10 a week um, sort of the pocket money. I had to earn it, of course, but from that $10, I could save up and, and you know, uh, purchase items, and which is, of course, what I did. And so then that, that emotion really has this deep-seated need for us to, to, to do something, you know, to have behaviour, and that is where we resonate or then tend to fall into either one of those money types. Is, is that what happens? Exactly, exactly. You know, and I know you work it through it, but a lot of people that they have, for example, the status card that they don't work it through it. They mm. just keep spending and they end up getting into debt. Yes. So that's the goal. You know, once you know what, what card you are, you, you, you know what are the things you have to be aware of. A lot of people from status cards uh, sometimes uh, avoid paying bills and the bills just grow. So one of the breakthroughs for someone from status cards is start to pay attention to all those bills and start taking uh, actions towards paying it off. Does that relate for you? Well, do you know that it's funny because I married, um, I'm married obviously, to, to my husband is the money type of security. So how I manage the money for us, you know, our personal monies is very much security based because it feel, feels safe for me, and I know that my husband he always saves money and you know everything. So it's really quite bizarre. Whereas me personally, for my own business, I mean, you know, I look back, you know, several years ago, I was very much the status. However, with our personal finances, that was very much security. But you know what's really quite bizarre is that the money type of security I've now found out attracts the status card the money type and vice versa so it's opposites so you can see that in business you know obviously we need to be aware and I know later on in the show you're going to share um, with all of our listeners how they can find out you've got a lovely quiz that you've created an e-quiz and on they, what they can do to find out what money type they are which we'll give the link out shortly. But what's really interesting is that, you know, when you look at husband and wives, if they've got an opposite money type, there can be some real problems in in how they talk about money and how they handle money. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. One would save and the other one would try to spend. That's right. (laughs) But imagine if you've got both partners who love to spend. Oh, then you'd really be in in, um, dire straits. Yeah. Happen to yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you you said something earlier, and and you don't need to share it if you don't want to. But what was your money? Because you said your money story was quite different to to mine. Although your parents yeah. were very much the money type of security. Did you want to share? 
Absolutely. Yeah, I actually, I would say that my grandparents were the security card. Mm -hmm. My grandmother family, they came from Portugal and they were very wealthy. And then uh, because of, and they moved to Brazil and then he did some bad business and they pretty much lost everything. Mm. So when my grandmother was like eight years old, she, you know, she saw the whole thing going on. Uh, you know, like that big, you know, having and then suddenly not having it. So when my parent, my mother grew up, you know, in their house, even though my, they were, they already in a different stage in their life, they mm -hmm. were doing it. But that was that very frugal living, like you're talking about. Yes. And then my mom became sort of uh, between the status card and the value card. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I came along in my money story. I was looking at her money story and my grandparents' money story. And I, I think unconsciously I chose my grandparents' money story. <laughs> so here is the card. Yes. Yeah, which I'm still am, but, but now I know what I do that I, you know, I, now I know how to break through my own, you know, my own struggles when, I, when it comes to, you know, those points that you, you're like, okay, what, what, what is it that I want to do? And, and for me, it was exactly what I said earlier, was not hiring enough personnel to help my business. Mm -hmm. But once I, once I start doing that, then, you know, I really start seeing, you know, huge improvement on, you know, on getting things done faster, on getting more clients and mm -hmm. start seeing a difference in, in my income too. Absolutely. Yeah. And look, thank you for sharing that story because as I said earlier, I mean, the topic of money is one that we often don't talk about. You know, I still remember, um, it was funny, years before I started my own business, I um, was an office manager and I had to do the payroll for people. And this really goes to show how, you know, the different money types can manage and talk about money quite differently. And I remember doing the payroll and I was very, kept it very secretive, always closed my office door, made sure no one knew, you know, who was getting paid what, because it was very private, at least I thought so. And I remember one day the foreperson coming in and, and I said, hang on a minute, can't I? She goes, why is your door like? I said, I'm doing the payroll. And she goes, don't worry. She said, because as soon as I take all the envelopes outside, all of the people outside they're ripping it open and they're showing each other what they got and all this and I, I for me I couldn't believe that because you know security the fear we never really talked about money that was very private and you know so it, it was sort of, sort of another eye-opener for me that that people um, you know can be quite yeah quite hesitant to talk about money so I, I so again I thank you for sharing that today because I think as business owners ambitious entrepreneurs we can be doing a lot of the right things we can be getting our message out there we can be marketing. However, the level of success that we can achieve can be so much greater, you know, if we understand what our money type is and how some of the habits, behaviors and the, you know, the money stories we tell ourselves, if we change them to become more helpful. So, you know, and I think through sharing our, each of our stories today just allows people just to see how it really can impact positively but of course the negative side too because that's one of the things that you 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 talk about too is that whilst the money types um has a shadow side and and you know negative behavior it also has gifts characteristics that are very powerful too that once we know what they are we can just do incredible things in our business can't we absolutely absolutely and it's it's like it's so connected to everything it's like how you do money is how you do everything mm. 
once you once you change the mindset what what was running behind the money type it doesn't mean you have to let go of your money type <laughs> you just have to know almost like know how to deal with it yeah you embrace the gifts you embrace the gifts and the the special features of of your money type and uh, the other stuff where well, you can work on on changing so that becomes helpful rather than hindering now we promised to share uh, the link that people can get to know more about you we certainly want them to to reach out to you to, as well but also to take the quiz how can they access that patricia of course. Uh, to access the quiz, uh, the, the the web address is Master Your Money Type. Oh, I love that address. Dot com. Yes. Yeah. MasterYourMoneyType.com. Fantastic. And from there, they'll be able to see a link where they can get the e-quiz. And I believe, too, that uh, if they take that, you'll also then send them regular tips about, you know, mindset, money mindset tips to, to continue to support them as well, which is which is just so incredibly valuable. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. Thank you. <laughs> For those of you listening today, and we've talked a little bit about the money mindset and the money types. Um, maybe you've recognized uh, some of the things, characteristics of some of the money types that Patricia's mentioned. Put a comment below. If you're on listening to this on our website, you'll notice that down below there's a comment section. We'd love to hear from you. Maybe you've taken the the, the money type e-quiz that Patricia has so kindly offered. What money type are you? Share that as well. For those of you who are subscribed to our iTunes channel and you're listening to us on the um, the iPod, welcome. Come across to the website, to our Facebook business page, which is The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, and let us know what is your money type. And I'm sure that if you've got any questions Patricia would be more than happy to answer those as well and uh, she'll be you know sending you lots of valuable tips once you take that um, the e-quiz as well and of course as always for those of you who are Twitter enthusiasts our Twitter handle is at the ambitious pod at the ambitious pod let us know what you thought about today's show and uh, you know how you believe through knowing what your money type is and being able to work through some of the the stories that maybe you're holding yourself back in your business what changes you're going to make in your business to take it forward for 2013 let us know it's always good to hear from you about what's happening in your business and how you're driving that forward so once again thanks for coming on the show Patricia I love this topic and it's certainly one that once people get to know a little bit more about and really harness the strengths of their money type and work on the other you know things that might be hindering them they can have incredible results in their business so thank you for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom thank you thank you so much too Hi, this is Anne-Marie with today's inspirational business tip. And it's another tweetable. Still selling hourly coaching sessions? This is not the best business model. Offer packages that involve more than your time. Many of the coaches that I work with, when I look back at how they've been generating their business, it really does follow the hourly rate model. When a client comes to work with them, they just charge out their time on an hourly rate and depending on how many hours a client spends with them, that's how much they are charged by the hour. But there are a number of things that can occur when you're charging by the hour that really confirm that this is not the best model to follow in your business. Firstly, it can really devalue 
your expertise and the support that you offer your clients because what will often happen is our clients don't see the value that we bring to the hour and that's what I often remind my clients of. You don't get paid for the hour, you get paid for the value that you bring to the hour and so charging by the hour really doesn't allow a client to see that value. There are only so many hours in the week so to increase the amount of income that you generate if you're following a charging by the hour coaching model, then you need to increase the number of hours that you work and you don't want to be working 24 hours a day, seven days a week to increase your income. You'll be exhausted and burnt out before you know it. Thirdly, something that often happens too in the devaluing of your services is that a prospect just cannot see the value in you yet and, and, and how you can really support them. And if they're doing a bit of a ring around and, and research to see who the best person would be to work with, they're just going to end up comparing your hourly rate to someone else's hourly rate, another coach's hourly rate. And really, it, it, it's not a fair comparison, is it? Because they haven't spent the time in really understanding who you are, the value you bring, their expertise and how you can support them. So what I recommend that you do is to move away from the charging by the hour and develop packages and programs that involve much more than just your time. What are some of the things that you can include in some of your packages? Well, think about doing some audio tips similarly to how I bring you information every single week. You can record some of those and have them as bonuses. You can create templates and worksheets and workbooks and videos and when you package those up nicely as well as various coaching sessions that they get with you that really can enhance the value of your overall package and enable you to increase your fees, increase your income without you having to burn the candle at both ends because you're working too many hours. So I hope that was helpful. If you're still charging by the hour, I recommend that you commit to making this year be the, the year you change and creating packages and programs. Hope that was helpful for you. Till next time, stay inspired and stay brilliant as always. This is Anne-Marie. been listening to the ambitious entrepreneur show do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs both nationally and internationally i invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing be a sponsor at ambitious network.com that's be a sponsor at ambitious network.com and we'll send you out further details This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.